going on, everyone? It's your boy Jefferson here, One Time TV Podcast. I am joined today with uh, Marvin MJO at 23 Dance. Hey, what's up, man? What's good, guys? It is uh, Monday, July 29, 2019, and uh, MJ Mondays or Mama Mondays, whoever, it depends on who you ask. Marvin here tweeted out something this morning talking about the new wave of sneakerheads, and I think it's been on my mind, it's been on his mind as well, uh, the state of Jordan brand and what to do as a brand as far as like retros coming out, uh, the pricing, um, what colorways are being delivered to the public and what is not being delivered to the public. So uh, go ahead, Marvin, and just uh, touch on that. Yeah, so basically it's, it, it's a Monday and uh, just thinking about the whole MJ Mondays thing and how there's a difference between older sneakerheads and newer sneakerheads. And I always had this thought in the back of my mind is that who's really at fault for the state of sneakers nowadays? Is it the older heads that can't adapt and just want to keep it the way things are or is it the newer wave of sneakerheads that just want to resell things go for clout i mean it, it's really up for discussion for whoever you ask so mm -hmm. I, I just put it out there in twitter sphere and let them go at it i was retweeting a bunch of comments that were coming through and i was asking you know like what is the state of sneakers nowadays um a lot of my uh i have a sneaker group on um, facebook and these are all like the OG, like and Nike Talk and Soul Collector. Don't buy sneakers anymore. Maybe a couple of them do. And I'm talking about like 30 really elite like collections. And they just stop buying sneakers or some a couple of have even sold off their collections. Now, so why you, is that? So, let I mean, yeah. I would like to get to the root of that because I'm still a person that still likes to buy sneakers. But I'm also that old school collector where it's like... I I do appreciate the old stuff. So mm -hmm. in your group, where does that lie? Like what are the prior have priorities changed? Has things just got different? Uh, are people older heads just like not liking what the newer stuff's all about? So yeah. I think there's different kinds of personalities in that group. Um, obviously, say one of them just was tired of like the whole campouts and the sneaker drops and you know, um, can't buy stuff that they want online because they're getting sold out quickly. Um, raffles. Um, so that's one person. They just kind of got tired of it. Um, kind of like drained out their passion, I guess. But usually when you have a passion, you just kind of, no matter what, you're going to keep going. You know what I mean? Like you and like myself, like I still buy shoes. Um, and another one was just, uh, I, it was interesting. Um, this guy specifically, like, I don't know. It, it was weird because he was a huge Kobe collector. I don't know if it was like religious reasons or some political or religious thing. And I'm like, what? Wow. Like, and he got rid of all his collections. And I think he still has some Kobe's, but he doesn't wear them or he doesn't post them anymore. And so that's two. And then like, uh, I think, you know, Fred, right? Freddie? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So he he got rid of his LeBrons like four or five years ago. Uh, I think my buddy Ricky, too. He just stopped collecting, too. But he, he kind of transitioned into like running sneakers um okay. so from lebron to to running so they're all they're all different um but i i think the most common one is the the way sneakers are sold and uh they aren't able to cop because of the resale market or just aren't able to have those opportunities that th those doors were open before where you could just walk in and just you know 
um, come and get whatever you want. Um, now these guys never like these guys didn't resell or anything. They just were just, you know, sneaker heads like you and I, and, um, you know, some of them still do have their collections, but they just no aren't uh, active anymore. You know? Yeah. Isn't it funny? Like how a matter of say like two or three years, the, the whole game pretty much changes. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, like you were talking about, uh, these other guys that are maybe like five years older than you. But sneakers change like daily. I mean, we get a we get a sneaker release pretty much every day, every week. Mm -hmm. So it's like these collectors. Like, how how do you keep up with the mass production of sneakers that you know? Say, for example, Kobe. Like, how how do you continue collecting his shoes? Um, either one because he's not playing the game anymore. Um, he's doing the pro troll line now or, or, or three, you know, there's, there's people that are just not interested in their priorities change. Mm -hmm. So it, there's many different factors that come to the state of sneakers nowadays. Now, the question is, how do you continue? Like, where do you see the state of sneakers in the next two years? Do you see the kids nowadays still continuing this wave of buying and reselling or, you know, posting that Instagram pic for, for cloud and, and returning the shoe or yeah. like, how do you, how do you see it? There was a shift that, that nobody has. Um, I don't think people really realized it because I worked for full locker for a decade and I was the guy behind the line of the register. And I, I've, it, it, I think I, I was very lucky to, to have those eyes in, in retail, you know, so I, I saw it as a collector. I saw it as a person who worked in retail around 2014, 2013, 2015. Um, the hype just kind of died out. Not a, not as quick. Obviously, it's all, you know, moderately. And I think that's where we're at right now. We're just the result of judging what happened, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, that, yeah. so like like nobody like before like for example this is a good example um i used to go to the mall or i was at at the mall uh working there and everybody like i'm talking about like during all-star weekend christmas time summertime there was you know during summer everybody would uh rock out the lebron lows with all the poppy um summer colors you know right. <clears throat> during right. easter time too we got the easter packs coming out and during the Christmas time, you got the Christmas pack came out. Then eventually somewhere down the point, somewhere down the line, and not just not just Nike too, Adidas as well, they stopped making the these packs that we would see each and every right. year, you know? Yeah. And I think that is, as far as a marketing standpoint, because um, what marketing basically is, is as simple as it gets, is it, it, it brings like a, like a way of thinking and thought into somebody, right? Right. And, and, and people either ride that wave or they think it's, or if, even if it's out there, they join it or they don't like the Christmas pack. Once I stopped, dude, like I look forward to the Christmas pack, you know? Yeah. I think you're really onto something there because from what I see nowadays, people are looking for something viral. Yeah. Something, like sneakers have gotten really political. For example, this Betsy Ross yeah. Max one with Colin Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. uh, he pretty much told Nike, hey, stop production on those things. And now look like people are wanting that shoe because of 
of the, the whole, controversy here. Yeah, the controversy with it and the price tag of it on the resale market. I mean, it, I think it's just a matter of getting people excited more about, you know, those Christmas packs. Like, uh, that's something that I also look forward to as well. Or, like, what what's the new Easter colorway that's coming out uh, that people I'm going to see on feet? I really like what Kyrie's doing. He's really, I feel like he's on an island of his own where he's mm-hmm. making these really cool collaborations with things that he enjoyed as a kid or growing up yeah and you know like the cereal packs and stuff like that so i i think that's all that's all good and that's all fun and games uh see he's pushing he's pushing he's carrying you know keeping the sneaker thing buoyant of what do we have now like (laughs) i haven't seen because those packs make everything fun not just yeah. not just for the players, like for me, you know, and just like how people um with Funko, like for, like I bought like eight Funkos two days ago because I want to collect like the whole batch. And, and yeah, see, now you're going because... down that you're going down that rabbit hole of well, now I I have eight of them. Yeah, so the whole, is, of them. is it is it OCD right? Is OCD eight? Yeah, yeah, OCD. Yeah, you just gotta collect them, and that's I think that's what's missing now, the whole like spark, and because when kids see older people or just the media or just the masses right because that's what we're really talking about here is the masses of like whoa what's being talked about like when when the christmas pack came out oh the katie sucked da, 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 da. oh the kobe's aren't that great as the lebron's like people went out and go bought those shoes the next day i was there yeah. i told them and now when you go into Foot Locker, it's like jordan's over there on the right um let's go over here and there's just really nothing that stands out because there's no like event you know, it's kind of like you got yeah. you want to be part of something that other people are doing. And that's what we're missing right now. Or the thought process is, yeah, that shoe is 190, but in two weeks, it'll hit the outlet and be 160. And when I was growing up with sneakers now, it, it, it was more so like, well, even in my in my mid 20s or early 20s, it was just like, I really wanted to collect these things to be able to complete a set because mm-hmm. Like for for some older heads that that listen to Jeff's podcast here, uh, when when you had the Voltron, right, you wanted to collect all the lions to be able to form Voltron. Like if you were missing one piece, there was no way you could you could really form Voltron, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, you have to have the whole pack in order to feel like you've completed something. You felt like great about it. So I, I think that's where I feel Nike or Adidas or whoever brands in general need to like build that 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 factor up whereas like let's get excited for for things again let's yeah let's, and let's, let's yeah and we're not talking about hype as in like oh like this shoe is hype like the the yeezys or like we're talking about just hype as in like excitement into into shoes like you know like create sense of sentimentalness i guess some sentimental stuff within the shoe like for me like like i said earlier like when i look into my shoe closet because i got a lot i got rid of a lot of shoes that don't really hit the spot for me you know what i mean like there are some shoes that are like some some kobe's even there that i had um mainly ad's because he didn't wear them but i I just gave them to my dad like I, i i don't care like you know um but the rest of these shoes, man, like these Kobe 9 Elites, like I remember playing in those. And even now, the best shoe out the market, which I believe is um, the KD-12s, there's only been three, four colorways that came out. And it's been, what? That's true. 
yeah. five months. So there's something going on within the production end from Nike. It is a balance between people, the consumers, and also the industry. I hope to see more basketball players be able to put in their input uh, as far as like, I don't know, nostalgia. I, I don't want to say nostalgia sneakers or just more like deep rooted personal touches for sneakers that um can be shared with other other people so mm-hmm. we'll see where it goes as far as like the basketball sneaker game is concerned but yeah i really think Kyrie is doing his thing with his sneaker line so even jordan's too like jordan kind of switched their game too they kind of pivoted to another area which is uh um the travis scott's I think with Jordan, it, it's really the primary focus there is, uh, or it was mainly because of Michael Jordan. Now we're, it's, it, it's to the point where we need to shift gears and it's not being driven by Michael Jordan anymore. It's driven by the kids that like uh, the, the different takes off the classics. So that's why you have the Off-White series where Pretty, pretty much Virgil Abloh is taking the Air Jordan 1 and deconstructing it to make it something new, but it is an You have those, classic. by the way? Oh, yeah. I got, the, I got the UNCs. I was able to actually review – I had a chance to review the Chicago's. I, I was kind of channeling my inner hype beast uh, on, on Instagram uh, last week, whether I should cop the – and I'm not going to announce it. You guys have to go to my YouTube channel. And I'm going to plug this in here, youtube.com slash mjo23dan, if you yes, guys sir. want to see what I copped. But it was a choice between the Travis Scott 1 or the Black Toe Union Jordan 1. I do have the Storm Blue, but, I mean, is it is it going to be – am I going to complete the collection or am I going to buy into the hype of the Travis Scott? So, he already told me, fellas, so make sure you stay tuned. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> You didn't tell me no, but I, so, I, I, I'm gonna tell you because I don't know, right? I actually no, I'm not. I'm not even gonna tell my opinion on that. But <laughs> I, I think it's the black toast. <laughs> I I have. It's not that I I need to become a hype beast in order to be able to, I guess, put myself in a position to, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like, uh, be part of the culture, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But it, it's more so like there isn't anything really exciting to me other than yeah. There's nothing like, out there, and that's the problem. That's why we're doing yeah. the podcast. There's nothing out there, and whose fault is that? Is it the younger generation? Is it is the brand? Is it the older heads? There is. It's it's everybody's shared. I think everyone shares a piece on the pie. Yes. Like, but that's the problem, and we don't know what it is. Well, actually, I do. So in fact, we- but that's. Yeah, we yeah. touched. So I mean, that, that that's that's really all of it. That's all up to the debate. I mean, it it goes back to like who's the better player, Jordan or Kobe, or is it LeBron? Like, you, mm-hmm. let, let's let the audience decide. What, yeah. What what factors are here? Like, and what, this this conversation doesn't end here. Like, let's let let us know your thoughts. Uh, tweet us uh, at Jefferson with three R's, J E F F E R R S O N, and then my boy Marvin M G O twenty three Dan. So he call it. I think that was back in twenty fifteen, right? Too. When they started the remastered, remastered, yeah, yeah, is that even a thing now? I don't even know. See, see, like what? Where did it? Mandela effect know? here, guys. <laughs> like, did it end or? Are, are we into <laughs> oh, you should see his face, everybody. He's like, did it end? Nobody's ever touched about that. That'd, I, be, that'd be interesting to talk about. That's like, weird, is the right? Remas- is the remastered program still going on? Like Jordan Brand, if you guys want to tweet at me, let me know. Like, just. 
let me know if the remaster program's still going on because from what I know, like I, I still think it's still going on. And we're gonna talk about what I want to talk about too is the pricing of sneakers. So um, we'll take a break real quick and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to segment two, everybody. We're going to just go ahead and dive into pricing of Jordans. And lately, I think, when when did the price go up to 190 You remember? Man, I would probably two? say around the start of the remastered program, right? We're, oh, damn. Man, 2014. I thought it was 175 so. You know what? I, I, I think it's just incrementally been... Been, been going up yeah so let's year. talk about that um so when you first started go ahead like like from the day one you bought jordans retail like man you can buy a jordan 4 for like 125 bucks so 125 was the base it wasn't any cheaper than 125 right as oh, far as retail got, like, no you got stuff that was like 110 and 105 stuff like that but i mean stuff would always go on sale and clearance because there wasn't really any sales from it I, I don't know if the brands were really pushing the shoe to be honest with you but mm -hmm. the only way you really knew whether sales were happening is with it, it is if you stepped in the stores or not mm -hmm. so uh but yeah nowadays like on east like, bay it was like 120 125 oh yeah and, and you would still get stuff on clearance on east bay as well yeah. so you know stuff yeah. that was like 125 like even went down to 39.90 i remember buying the the LeBron uh, the Zoom Generation ones which I still have they went down all the way to forty nine ninety nine around the two thousand three era like those two thousand two two thousand four how much were they like one twenty five well we're talking about the uh, just retail Jordan eighteen Jordan nineteen Jordan twenty those are about one fifty ish retros were going on at the same time too right yeah I, I wouldn't think it was a uh, maybe a lot more, maybe even a little bit cheaper. I'd have mm -hmm. to look at my sticker boxes. I'm not quite too sure, but I don't. I yeah, don't like those ones really behind good. you right there up top. Okay. <laughs> Sorry if you, you guys are listening to this right now. That was a hanger that just moved in the closet. <laughs> reaching well, out I'm, there. I'm, I'm, gro I'm going through my my stash here. If you guys okay. ever, if, if Jeff ever does a video of this, but uh, yeah, 125. 135 for fire red fives uh, what year was that 2006 02 to 06 it was 135 right yeah they got to redo these too hopefully for next year correctly fives. man the they last fire red fives were so bad dude. Uh, man I, I love this shoe and i i love i love how the 3m was during this era oh this is obviously the the nylon but like it's got the puffy tongue, but the way that they do 3M yeah. on Jordan 5s is like, I don't know. It's it's weird. It, it's not like. Now you know. Yeah. The uh, way that they do the, the 3M versions of it now. Like it, it looks weird to me. Um, Obviously, the, that was a pack. I believe retail for a two-pack shoe was 220 right? Was it 220 or is it two? Oh, I, I think it was more like 310. Isn't it more like 310? 310? Was it 310? Yeah. Okay. So the retail set is 310 for each set. All right. Yeah. So I was right. Wow. Yeah. Funny. See, don't, don't doubt a, don't doubt a OG here. <laughs> I don't know. My, shoot. I was like 221. What am I talking about? Yeah. All right. So two pack and you were forced into purchasing. Well, I mean, it was really up to the individual here. But if you were a Jordan collector, you wanted all the sneakers, especially the 11. And the twelve in December, 
that drop. Like Ooh. those were crazy, and I didn't, I wasn't able to get my hands on them until much later on. But yeah, if you think about it, two shoes, three hundred and ten, you know, minus the tax, uh, every single month was way too much for somebody that wasn't really working then or yeah, uh, in school or whatever People to be able to afford all that. I was I wasn't in the game yet. Um, my homies were. They were finish line and full locker trying to get those i thought they were nice i was like oh those are the 11s and the qualities wasn't that bad the 11s quality was terrible i think i remember the 23 would just rub off but some of them were hit or miss i think yeah. there's the inconsistency there but damn so um back to pricing so it started at 120 125 then it moved up to you just he just bought out a joining five from 2006 that was 135 you said yep and then uh what from what i remember when I started uh, 09, I think retail jumped to 150. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the comfortable price range that I feel most people would be comfortable paying nowadays. Mm -hmm. In general, 150 ish, 160. Yeah. I think that's 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 a great number. Yeah, right? and then and then and then it jumped to 160, and then 175, and then now to 190. So. Yeah. Um, the 190 was because of the remastered, and uh, I think 160 was great. When it was 175, I was like, oh, geez. I didn't know it would go any higher than that, to be honest. I always told myself that if sneakers ever retailed for, for, for $250 to $300, I'm, I'm done with sneakers. Like I'm, You can find me in the corner like on a laptop. Going through stock ads oh, whatever, and, and just trying to find old goodwill, stuff. right? Lab series, if you remember, those started jumping up to like two hundred fifty bucks. Which ones? The the lab series Jordans. Oh like, my god, I remember those. Remember oh. where the the fusion Jesus. type shoes were? They yeah, to like yeah, those. The Jordan brand thought that they could hit a, a, a gold mine with that, and it yeah. didn't pan out. So. I walked into even the Nike factory when I, uh, the Nike employee store, there were some Jordans that just hit, uh, I think it was a seven, the Ray Allen sevens and they were there for retail. You said that the Ray Allen's went to the outlets at retail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's hilarious because, Oh, I thought you, I thought you didn't believe me. Like, no, the, the it was the Ray Allen's right. The sevens, the black, purple, gray yeah yeah no, no no i know i know but i just think it's hilarious because it was an employee you, store sorry but but still. anytime you mention the outlet it's like it automatically has to drop at least 30 bucks or if it didn't even sell out at 190 why are you gonna drop it at the nike outlet for 190 still <laughs> like it it should it should be discounted already like jeff to be honest with you even when i go to the outlet and i i i know that 190 retail pricing and if they do like a 40 percent or whatever because that's primarily what they do they they discount mm -hmm. they're supposed to discount at 40 percent uh from retail but even at that i still look for the friends and family 30 percent off mm -hmm. on top yeah. whenever they offer that in order for me to think about okay well maybe now i'll cop it because yeah. i really think that prices can still drop like for example the the laker jordan 13s they are jordan 13s mm -hmm. like those didn't sell out on sneakers and i was monitoring that stuff uh and it was sitting and so i'm mm. just really waiting for the sale like I, I think like not to plug anyone but like sneaker steel or something like that was yeah. posting them for like 175 
And I'm like, well, that shoe can still be like a lot cheaper. So, cause it's not mm -hmm. like what people want uh, in a, an original colorway at that, or it's not a collab or it's not limited. So yeah. it's a mass GR and that thing can go for way, way cheaper than I, I feel for the 175 price tag. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, when it comes to, when it comes to that, like I, I really feel that Jordan brand sees all this stuff and they see the pricing. So why not just just keep it down to the price that people are willing to pay? That 150, 165-ish marker right there, that range, I think it's perfect. Yeah. So well, I think it's because they they they're gonna make money no matter what. And they wanna get the first, you know, first people who there are people gonna buy on day one and they're making money off of it. But they aren't ne never ever gonna take a loss on it. Um even at like 70 bucks, they're still making money off of it. You know, that's what I think. Oh, they, yeah. they just, they just wait. They just, they can do it because they can. And eventually it may not hurt them now, but it's going to hurt them because we aren't buying. And people see this stuff like, you know, they, they see that the sneakers are going on sale or they're sitting and that's like one of the markers that people determine whether or not they should cop a sneaker lot but yeah. like i i think that that's clouded too because like is it, it is a is a shoe only cool if it sells out because mm -hmm. i mean a lot of people think that is like oh well it's sitting. i like, think I'm that that i think that's a lot of mentality for uh the young people like it has to sell out when zion that was important for them you know what i mean yeah, and I think that's one thing that people don't realize is that, hey, well, why isn't Zion, like, signing with Nike so he can create his own signature? But to be honest, like, I think this was a calculated move by Jordan Brand where they need to get yeah. people excited about the Jordan Brand. Yeah, because, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's really re regulated off, you know, the man himself, J Michael Jordan. So yeah. why not have somebody that they can – because you don't know if he's gonna go excel you don't know i don't know if he's that's you the know, x factor of that gamble of like you know what if this guy is like the next lebron or what surpasses if? if like at the end of the day once he retires what if zon became like eclipse michael jordan i think that's what they jordan brand i think needed zion more than nike needed zion or zion needed nike and i think that is a great move nobody I, knew and if this is what if Zion is what it is needed for Jordan Brand to gain that momentum back, then seventy-five million is nothing. Hopefully, Zion does great. Uh, a lot of people were also saying that, yo, he's gonna be overshadowed by Michael Jordan. Then you brought up the topic about like, well, what if he pretty much becomes the face of Jordan Brand? Yeah. So basically, Zion Williamson is becoming the face of Jordan Brand, whether we like it or not. And I think it's great for the uh, the brand itself. It's becoming more young. It's becoming more youthful. They need a young, talented face that comes onto the scene and bring that uh, growth to the brand, bring that youth to the brand. And I think it's great. But before we get into that with uh, more on this with MGO23, Dan Marvin, um, I want to invite you guys to Norman Powell's camp here in San Diego at Lincoln High School on August 1st between 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. We're going to have a, a trophy of, uh, obviously, Norman Powell is from San Diego. He's a shooting guard in Toronto Raptors, um, signed a four-year deal over there with them. He ain't going to be back in town soon. Hopefully, he'll become a Laker. But 
He is having his uh, event here on Thursday, August 1st. It is free for San Diegans. And if you just want to come see him, come check out. Uh, come check it out. Uh, I'll be there. I'm going to be interviewing him. He's going to be on a one-time TV podcast, my first NBA player, baby. And I also want to give a big shout-out to The Hoopery. Make sure to go visit them at thehoopery.com. They got a lot of great merch right now. And I believe, uh, let me go check out some of their merch at the moment. So go to thehoopery.com and just go check them out. They got a lot of good stuff. Their collection, the white chocolate, the champs tea, a whole bunch of good stuff. So make sure to go check them out, thehoopery.com. All right. And uh, without further ado, here we go. Segment three. And let's wrap it up. I'll put it this way, and I don't think anybody's ever thought about this. Remember when Tinker put on the Jumpman on the Air Jordan 3 and there were no swooshes whatsoever besides the back where it said Nike mm-hmm. Air? But it was primarily Michael Jordan's shoe, and that is what propelled Michael Jordan to sign or re-sign with, with Nike uh, because he saw his silhouette on a Nike, uh, on an Air Jordan, and mm-hmm. it became his. But... So, see, do you ever, could you ever imagine Zion, Willi- Zion Williamson's logo, the cockback, like, dunk that he does in games, replacing the Jumpman on a shoe where you don't see any Jumpmans at all? Yo, see, that's, see, you twisted the whole thing right there. That's great. No one's ever mentioned that. That would, uh, I think that would be an amazing move. But, I mean, you, you, call, you call Michael Jordan the Jumpman. His logo. What do you call Zion's logo? The Air Zion, or like <laughs> I don't even. I don't know. The, the, what do you call that logo that he does? Like that that whole signature. But what uh, you're, yeah. But what you're saying is basically having um, a signature shoe, right? Say like the second one, and then he has a, a logo, right? And just completely taking away the Jordan, any Jordan marks on there, and just putting his logo on it. Is that what yeah, you're trying to say? It's an Air Jordan, but it's a Zion. It's a complete Zion shoe. Like wh- what do you call that? <laughs> the air zion the mount zion like I, I, there's so many ways that you can go about it but if so that many, happens that would be crazy right like that would be that that you, I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna post this because that that's um that's a, that's a that's a gold mine i think it's gonna create so much buzz like what are these jordans but they're not jordans will, there's jordan will. on the insole but yeah, you know people what I mean? are going to be debating this whether, it, and you know Zion hasn't really proved himself yet. Yeah. Or he hasn't proven himself yet. So putting his insignia or logo or whatever it is on an Air Jordan, replacing the Jumpman, like, where where are we going? Like, oh you know, whether or not he plays well or not, if he does that to his shoes, especially when Nike's with the NBA, that would be amazing, dude. Imagine if LeBron never signed with Nike and he went to the Jordan brand and you know how he has his lion logo and his, yeah. uh, his little uh, dunk man uh, pose. Like if that replaced something on a signature Air Jordan, are just we took considering off, take off all the Jordan marks? Yeah. Are we considering that a LeBron shoe or is it yes. still an Air Jordan? Depends on what he considers it as. Because if he goes, yo, this is the LeBron Zoom 5, yo. It's Jordan, but it's my shoe. Because it's like, you remember when Jordan Brand shifted from, say, okay, we're, we're not going to call him the twenty the number, the numeral series. We are going to call him the Air Jordan 2009. If they 
or like the Kobe AD. Like the Air Jordan 34 could essentially be the Air Jordan Zion 1. <laughs> oh my God. Like there's so many thoughts that are running through my head right now. Like, yeah, that's pretty insane. They can do that. It, it's I, crazy, man. And, uh, but like it, it's all predicated if it's, if he plays well, but. Yeah, but it's just discussion. I mean, but it's just a thought that you have to. That is a put out there. Gold thought right there. That if they did that, that'd be dope. And but, would uh, Michael Jordan sign off on that? That would be the thing. Does he have to? He has to. I don't know. Does he have to? I mean, I think does he have to sign off? I don't think he has to sign off on anything. He just. What would his kids think, Marcus and and, and Jeffrey Jordan? You know, they're <laughs> supposed to be the. The people that are supposed to be taking over the brand when his dad's done, right? But it's uh, like we're really gonna have an air like why couldn't we have an air, <laughs> why couldn't we have an air Jeffrey or an air Marcus? You know what I mean? Oh, because like, they weren't good enough. <laughs> Zion, like they don't. They, to be honest, who cares what they think, man? Like, but, are they gonna like, call Zion? That's Papa true. Now? Like, <laughs> that that is left. That is something uh, to be witnessed. No pun intended, <laughs> but um, that is crazy. We're just we're just throwing thoughts around here, guys. Yeah. Um. Fun, man. Uh. But yeah, that's. I, I guess I'll wrap it up with that. That that man. I'm thinking hard right now. That uh, <laughs> like just putting like, or if James Harden was on Jordan Brand, just put the beard logo and took off. If he just did that during a game, like kind of like what Michael Jordan just kind of like. Did he mark her out something or, you know what I mean? Like the whole when yeah. during the Jordan 11s, like what if that happened like today in today's game? Like he was wearing the Jordan 34, right? And then he just put a logo on him and just started doing that for fun. Oh my God. Yeah. That'd would. be insane. Yeah. Somebody go tell Zion that. I'm going to go tweet him that. Like when Bibby uh, did the phone posits and he sharpied the thing. Yeah. I what mean, was that about? What? To, to, uh, to. He was in college, and I, I think there wasn't enough black in the shoe or something. Oh, okay. So just did yeah. a Sharpie and just drew lines on there. Right, and that eventually came out later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's a wicked concept. Um, that definitely make the buzz and uh, cement him to it. Only if he plays good, I think. Because if he doesn't play good, then it's, you know, because you got you to back it up. You got to back it up, just, man. Yeah, then it'd be just some sucker that was just uh, messing around and just like at the, like a yeah, that's the same guys at the YMCA <laughs> just riding on his damn shoes and something like that, you know. Yeah. But uh, all right, so that's gonna do it for today's podcast. Um, thank you, Marvin. Um, plug in whatever you got to plug. Yeah, guys. So you can follow me on MJO two three DAN on all social platforms: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And um, I appreciate it, Jeff, for having me on. This was a great podcast, great discussion. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was a pleasure having you. Uh, go hit him up, youtube.com forward slash MJO23DAN. Uh, hit him up on Twitter. Check out his website as well. Basically, you find all your links on there, right? Yeah, MJO23DAN.com for sure. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, we'll have you again, hopefully, in a couple weeks. Well, on another MJ monday's edition of one time tv podcast and until next time one time guys deuces have a great week